Ryan, and we're back for another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. If you can, please give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It's truly appreciated. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, support, please, or just tell a friend about us if you got a basketball fan in your life. It is truly appreciated. Well, I've been so excited to have this guy on for quite some time, but I know the new baby in his life, that has to take priority. But life is what it is in 2020, so I'm finally glad to get him back on uh, to talk about the Lakers and so much more. It is my good friend, TJ Johnson. You guys knew him from Voice from the Underground, but again, he is also a great part of this show, the Lakers Fast Break. TJ, welcome back, my friend. Hey, man, brother. I appreciate being able to, to be back. I appreciate you keeping the seat warm for me. Uh, as you know, new, new baby life plus uh, retail life uh, plus happy wife life uh, equals not a lot of life life for, for me, but that's okay. But you <laughs> I'm have, happy, man. I'm, but well, you've been checking out the games, though. Oh, are you kidding me? Are you, oh, my goodness. I'm, I, I'm excited. It, it's It's really... I'm excited about our games. But on the flip side, I kind of wish a lot of the focus was still on other issues. Um, so I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of I'm kind of divided. I'm I'm enjoying my Lakers, um, but part of me feels like a lot of hearts aren't in it. If that makes sense, I, I, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, as yeah. as both myself and uh, a guy who's been on the show quite frequently, Rafael Barlow from the NBA Draft Junkies, uh, are concerned. We want to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, make an emphasis on on the focus on that plus. Uh, you know, we noted that the NBA kind of drifted away because the games got exciting. We got, you know, heavily involved in the games and everybody started focusing more on the games and less on the really important issues at hand mm-hmm. that need to be addressed and continually addressed that that are still out there. I remember your thoughts during those period of times where, you know, it really got bad and uh, your anger and you're usually a, a laid back Usually a very happy-go-lucky person, from what I know, and and to see that type of emotion from you, I was really dismayed by it. But again, it's it's for the right reasons, and it's for the fact that it, you know, things need to be changed in this country, and it needs to be changed for the better. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, I think as long as we're continuing to push the conversation, because one of the, I mean, for lack of a better terms, one of the better things that's happened with 2020 is that we've had this this push we've had this uh real strive for uh some form of equality and while we're not there not by any stretch of the imagination i think that it's important that the conversation is still being had i think it's important that we're still drawing attention uh to those issues um but obviously you know at some point talking is not going to be enough we're going to have to start making some changes and start actually seeing the fruits of said labor um but i'm grateful for the chance that uh, we've had to be able to continue to push the conversation and uh, and change a bit of the narrative, uh, if you will. So, well, it's it's good to see you, my friend. And again, we do need to go ahead and and change the narrative, and go ahead and do what we can to make sure that equality does become a, more of a part of our country going forward. Uh, as I've told people on our previous shows, we need to go ahead, register to vote, make a change be part of that change a positive change for the future going forward and that's what i'd love to see 
and I know a lot of other people will as well. I mean, that's what people are out there, you know, uh, peacefully protesting in the streets for, mm -hmm. and that's what people are fighting for, and hopefully we'll continue to fight for for quite some time. And with the NBA, uh, is something that they are now doing even more of. Uh, and I, 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 I want to say just the whole thing got caught up because we, we still saw the the ads, we still saw the 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 announcements and the promos, but they were getting less and less and less as the exactly. games were going on. And it took, un unfortunately, something you know as drastic as uh, the uh, you know terrible shooting of Jacob Blake. Uh, for things to be put back into perspective once again and we're seeing that now even more the they're allowed to go ahead and uh the players have, have gone like you said uh the nba is allowed i think for more uh descriptive very specific targeting and messaging i think uh on their shoes uh uh more as far as what they're talking about in their post game comments lebron for the most part has been one of the most uh distinct uh, points of character in this whole conversation uh, mm -hmm. continuously, so I give him credit for that, but at least now the NBA realizes that it has to do more than just go ahead and be uh, you know, on the sidelines saying, okay, here's what we've done. We need to do even more now. You know, absolutely, and it, it's funny. I, I think about David Stern, and I think about the things that David Stern, the uh, former commissioner of the NBA, um, the late David Stern, and the things that he had to deal with in his time as commissioner. And then I look at the things that Adam Silver has had to deal with in his very, very brief tenure as the commissioner of the NBA, as far as, you know, you go back to the, um, the, the Donald Clippers, Sterling. Donald Sterling. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's that was a start. I mean, he was he wasn't hot in the seat yet before he had to go deal with that. And it's, it seems like it's been one after the other. But what I can't appreciate about uh, Adam Silver is that he's handled each issue with grace. He's handled each issue as best as he's been able to at the time that he, at the time being, you know, and he'll, he's the first person to admit that he doesn't have all the answers and he's not sure he doesn't come off as an arrogant uh, as to say, you know, well, this is what it is and this is what it's going to be and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is a fluid issue. This is an ongoing issue. It's something that's not going to be resolved with one conversation, two conversations, 10 conversations. This is going to take legitimate change. This is going to take legitimate effort. This is going to take legitimate restructuring and kudos to him for doing whatever he can and the owners as well um, for trying to figure out ways to uh, keep basketball going, keep something happening, kind of give America something to think about and something else to talk about. And I'm okay with having a bit of a distraction as long as it doesn't become the focus and we lose sight of what's really important. I'm okay with some brevity. I'm okay with some, some air. I'm okay with breathing. Um, but we can't lose focus on the fact that there are still uh, very, very real issues that we as a country are dealing with and that we have to continue to figure out a way to navigate and move past and move forward through. So um, kudos to Adam Silver for what he's done. And um, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm excited the basketball is back. I just don't want it to become the focus again. Yeah, and I understand that. That's, that's uh, very, very important indeed because obviously what's going on in our country at this point in time. But there is still, as we've seen, I mean, these these games are just we're coming right down to the wire. It's, it's hard not yeah. to keep the focus on it. I mean – yeah. Yesterday, the day before, I mean, all close yeah. games, uh, we're seeing it. Uh, you know, Adam Silver, while, you know, he was obviously very uh, concerned with where the season was going because of the lockout or because of the, the, the players deciding not to play, he's got to yeah. be a little bit happier now that he's got the players back on the court. 
playing mm-hmm. close games the way he, he would have liked to design it. I'm sure he would say, <laughs> I would have liked to have designed it like this, but uh, it's still very, very good because the, the, it's there. It's not blowouts. It's not something that, that you know, people are just going, Ugh, I'm going to turn the channel. These are really close games that we're having right yes. now. Yes, they are. I mean, if you look at the the Denver-Utah series, it was just incredible. Jamal Murray um, playing against Spider-Man, Don uh, uh, Mitchell. It was just an incredible series. It was an incredible game. Went down to the wire, literally down to a last shot that just went out. Um, it's exciting to know where the future of the NBA is going to be. Um, obviously, as a Laker fan, we're here right now. We're, we're looking at the LeBron. We're looking at the Anthony Davis duo and thinking, okay, we got a championship in, in sight here. This is, this is something that could actually happen, especially with Milwaukee going down 0-2 right now. Uh, I'm I'm not saying yay, but I'm saying interesting. Yes, uh, but, but very interesting. That to, yeah, saying that um, it, it's 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 an awesome thing to see exciting basketball again. You yeah. know, I think that's one of the one of the things that people can say about the NBA is that there's a point in time, and it's usually right after the All Star break where things get a little bit of a malaise and you kind of just it's like the dog days of summer, right? You're kind of trying to just make it through till you get to the playoffs, and what we've been able to experience here is a playoff like atmosphere uh, from the jump. And that's kind of exciting. So being able to see these games, I, I really do wish that there was a way they could have more fan interaction, maybe pump sound into the arena um, more so like the, uh, the MLB is looking to do. And I think even the NFL is going to look at putting uh, more crowd sound into the arena and giving it that feeling still, because I, I think that's uh, something that's extremely important to these players and trying to give them a sense of normalcy in their environment, we look at it from a standpoint of, oh my goodness, you guys are locked in Disney. But we're they're looking at it from the standpoint of we're locked someplace that we've never had to be, you know, we've never had to be locked up before. We've never had to be quarantined to a specific place. I don't have my family. I don't have the luxuries that I got that I've gotten to enjoy outside of this uh bubble, if you will. You know, there are a lot of things that are still playing against the players. I know we give players like Paul George a lot of crap because he talks about how he was just in a really bad place and I think he was going through something with his girlfriend or whomever I don't know but you know people like to give him crap because he was just all mentally distraught and you know we say oh you guys are getting paid millions and millions of dollars to go play a game like just go play your game and I get it you know I'm from Chicago we have a pick yourself up buy your bootstraps if you have to and get back to work mentality. I understand that. Uh, but there is something to be said for mental fatigue. There's something to be said for mental uh, anxiety, anguish, things of that nature that I'm sure these players are dealing with uh, to a degree. So I'm excited that once the, the ball gets tossed in the air and, and we're live, um, that that becomes the focus for that particular time. Um, and it's been some really, really, really exciting basketball. Uh, James Harden hitting a, who would have thought that the clip that we're talking about for James Harden isn't him scoring. It's him getting a block to save the game. You know, who would have thought that that's something that we'd be talking about in 2020. I mean, it's already been a topsy turvy year as is. And now we're looking at a James Harden highlight that doesn't include him scoring. Uh, It's kind of, it's kind of just an incredible time to, to, to be a fan of the NBA right now. Absolutely. My friend Uh, it is. And with uh, James Harden's block of uh, Lou Dort of Oklahoma city, just, uh, saving the day for Houston as they move on to the next round against the Lakers. And let's talk about that real quick. Uh, and okay. let's focus in on that because it does start tomorrow. 
uh, the yes, Lakers and uh, the Rockets. So we have tall ball versus small ball, per se. <laughs> and this is going to be yeah. a very interesting chess match indeed. So we have the situation where we have Mike D'Antoni. It's all in on it. It's it's yep. it's not going to change. You're not going to see any set really Tyson Chandler out there going ahead and providing any beef because he's really not going to be doing that anymore. It's going to be all... Six, seven, and under league for Houston. Yep. And that's going to be a providing a problem for the Lakers. But how much? I'm not so sure. So I want to hear your thoughts on that because they're, they provide a unique matchup. They did get the uh, upper hand on the Lakers during the course of the season. I'm not mm-hmm. sure it's going to fall that way at this time, but it's still going to be very intriguing as we, as we move along. Uh, absolutely agreed. I think if we have not mentioned this enough on this podcast in particular, we've talked about the deficiencies that the Lakers have. And one of the key deficiencies that the Lakers have happens to be a very key strength that the Houston Rockets have, and that's their guard play. Um, the perimeter is going to be attacked, and we are, I don't want to say we're hurting, but our lack of perimeter defense uh, is going to become evident. And if these guys are hitting shots, they're going to be a problem for us. Obviously, as we've seen throughout the course of the regular season, um, the perimeter play has been a problem for the Lakers. Now, having said that, we are in a, the playoffs now. And typically in the playoffs, the game gets a lot slower, get more possessions. Uh, I'm sorry, less possessions, but you're spending more time on the clock. You're taking the ball. You're, 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 you're slowing the tempo down. And that absolutely plays into the Lakers' hands. Uh, so the key for the Lakers is going to be continuing to control the tempo. Uh, and they're going to be able to control the tempo by controlling the glass. They're going to need to be able to uh, force, uh, let, uh, stop them from getting any offensive boards, um, continue just to, to, to maintain their pace and allow LeBron to back down uh, and uh, penetrate attack the rim um, and hopefully get some guys to hit some jump shots. Uh, That's kind of important in the NBA and these Lakers have to continuously consistently do that. And that's one of the things that they've had a a big problem with. Now you look at again, James Harden, you look at Westbrook, who's still not, you know, I know he's still working his way back from that injury and he's still not a hundred percent. It's not going to be a hundred percent yet, but um because of that, the Lakers are going to have a much, much better chance. But I, I will tell you, I was definitely hoping to play OKC as opposed to Houston. <laughs> if I'm the Lakers, I was definitely looking at playing OKC. I'd have preferred that much more. Absolutely. Uh, and so would I. I think the Lakers match up a little bit better against OKC. Uh, and But it is Houston. Uh, it is something that we're going to have to take a look at. And you're right. It all depends on how well they can guard uh, Russell Westbrook and, of course, James Harden. If they can limit them to the opportunities of, of not being able to have their way, and that's what I'm hoping that will happen going forward, is that they will not go ahead and dominate. If if they're just average or less than average, then obviously that's the best thing for the Lakers if you can go ahead and have a day like James Harden did yesterday, just making sure that the other guys are not hitting as many threes. I think that that's because mm-hmm. that's all they want to do is they want to hit threes. So if you can just go yep. ahead and defend the perimeter, at least make every effort to go ahead and contest the threes without putting a hand on the side, aka Ishanis Atentacumpo. Uh, <laughs> as we yep, saw last night, as there we saw last is. night, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can't have that hand on the side, you know, as he as he comes mm-hmm. down. That was a tough foul, man. I can't believe they called that. I uh, really can't. Well, we discussed that last night. Uh, that's I think it's a makeup call by Mark Davis. Uh, 
for the first call against uh, Goran Dragic, uh, who was just straight up and you know hands up on mm-hmm. that three pointer by Middleton, and I think that was just a make up call personally because one bad call he made it up with another bad call. So it's simple as that. So. Yeah, yeah. I guess there's a there's a there's a time and place for everything, and at, at that particular juncture in the game, brother, that's. I'm tell you what. I'm I'm sure these referees. I'm sure that particular referee was excited that there are no fans in the stands right now. Yeah, because they would have heard it if they as if they didn't already hear from the players, but they would have heard it something fierce. They'd have had to give them a security escort out the building because that was that was egregious. That was pretty bad. Absolutely. But then again, no crowd. Well, the crowd's only virtual, so really you can't say much from there. They're really a non-factor at this point in time. So (laughs) it was was just, yeah, it was one bad call made up by another bad call. So absolutely. But once again, I'm talking to TJ Johnson. He's right here for us, right here at the Lakers Fast Break. But still, my friend, there's a little bit more to discuss, so I want to hear your thoughts as we go forward. I know as being a Lakers fan, as I am, uh, I know there's a strong will to go ahead and, and choose the Lakers. I think the the predominant picks right now have the Lakers going in six. I don't hear as many people siding for the Rockets this time around as, let's say, the last round when a lot of people were already having the Trailblazers pass up the Lakers a lot of people were picking the the Trailblazers last round. I don't hear as many picking the Rockets in this round. Maybe it's because they went to a full seven. They think the Lakers are going to get up early. I think that's the key. If the Lakers can go ahead and get up early, they can go ahead and finish this off uh, rather quickly. I don't think it's going to be as easy, though. I'm going to say six games. What do you have? I have the Lakers in six. What do you have? Yeah, absolutely. I, I would agree with you. I think the Lakers in six. I think... What's going to benefit them is obviously we know that the Rockets like to run transition basketball. They just went to a seven-game series. Um, so you can say as much as you want to say about the the playoffs, they're going to wear you down. And if they go to a seven-game series against that team, uh, against OKC as the way that they did, you know now they got to walk into a Lakers team that's had a lot of time to rest. Uh, they only had a five-game series, so they've had a lot of time to rest, a lot of time to rejuvenate and 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 catch their wind and Granted, again, they're they're not as winded as they would normally be under a regular season condition. However, yeah. you know, you still got an opportunity to catch your breath, still got an opportunity to take care of any nagging issues. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the more rest we can get for Anthony Davis, the better off we're going to be. Uh, he is really going to be the catalyst and the key to um, to this series and to this championship run, to be quite frankly with you. Um, as, 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 as potent and as powerful as, and talented as LeBron James has proven to be in year 17 of his NBA career at the age of 35, will be 36 in December. Um, he's not enough. He it's, it's, it's just, it's not enough. You know, his, his shot is, is, is much improved, much improved over the 17 years, but it's still not, it's still not automatic. Obviously his free throws, uh, career 60 to 70% free throw shooter. He's just not enough anymore. And, when you look at what Houston brings in regards to their talent, again, Westbrook, Harden, and we're just talking about Westbrook and Harden. There's, there's still about six or seven players who can give you buckets on any given night. It's going to be really, really important for Kyle Kuzma to, to continue his defensive dominance that he showed over that first series. Uh, he's been playing terrific defense and it's going to be key to see if he can continue to do so for this series. But I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, buddy. I think this game's going to go, I think this series is going to go to six games Maybe five, 
but I'm I'm definitely leaning towards six game series. Obviously, Lakers on top, but six game series. Well, there you go. There you go. And uh, it is something that we're going to keep an eye on as we go forward. I mean, the Clippers, they start up tonight, uh, mm-hmm. they, you know, and, and they're most likely going to have uh, some sort of success uh, against the, the Denver Nuggets. Uh, I see them yeah. winning in five games personally. Uh, I don't think it's going to be too difficult a time for them. Just think that they match up well against, uh, you know, either Denver or Utah, whoever would have come out of that uh, so I think it's really going to be imperative for the Lakers to try and finish off Houston as fast as possible because I think there's an inevitable meeting coming up in the Western Conference Finals between these two teams. Yes, there is. We would have called this if they were still playing in the uh, the Staples Center, the locker room showdown or the, the, the down of, I don't know what they call that, down the corridor, down the hallway, hallway matchup or whatever they call it. But this would have been, that would have been fun to see in Staples Center. I'd have been interested to see how they, how the how it turns and if it will still be pro Laker even if it's a quote unquote Clipper home game. Um it's just, you know, again, the the Lakers are always gonna be Los Angeles. The Clippers are they're always they're always cute, right? They're always those guys, ah, oh, they're cute. It's Clippers. But you know, it's still a it's still a Lake Show all the way. Clippers fans are smart because they would have sold their playoff tickets to the Lakers fans <laughs> and w- watched it at home on their 80-inch TV with with mm. mountains of $100 bills in their hand because they sold it <laughs> off to some guy, you know, whatever record producer who had to see the game, you know, right. or, yeah, who couldn't catch it as an L.A. home game. So he spent $3,000 on a ticket just for just to catch it, like in the 17th or 18th mm. row. Yep, gotta love LA, man. And gotta love they, LA. They, they're able to charge those prices. That's just what they do. There you go. StubHub, I think, is the real loser of this uh, series. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Yes, they are. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey Lakers fans, looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Once again, I'm speaking to my good friend, TJ Johnson. Uh, You know, just a pleasure talking to you as always, my friend. But before we head on out, I want to hear your thoughts one last time on the fight that that continues and the reasons why that, uh, you know, we should be cognizant of of ourselves and our future going forward because, you know, there needs to be more equality in this country and because so much has gone wrong in 2020 and previous years in regards to systemic racism why in your opinion do you think we need to go ahead and and still continue this fight because obviously the reasons are right out there for it 
Yeah, actually, it, it there's not much that I really need to say. You can look out the window and see it. You can look, turn on the news and see it. You can uh, flip to the latest feeds through Instagram and Facebook and all of them and, and see the reasons. You know, we're, we're not out of this yet. And uh, the, the other hard truth to it is that it's going to be much more prevalent from the standpoint of we have the ability to instantly obtain data. We have the ability to instantly put out data as well. So this is stuff that's been, you know, let's not make any mistakes about it or qualms about it. This is stuff that's been going on for years and years and years. This is not, this is not new. Nothing here is new. It's just the fact that we have the ability to show it now. We have the ability for people to see it. I think what's important is that we recognize the fact that we are at a, a, a point in history where you're going to have um, not not winners and losers because truthfully we're all losers in this right now. You know, I think America just looks bad in this situation. Um, but we're at a point in history where we have the real ability to affect change. Obviously, we have the upcoming election uh, that we have the ability to help uh, facilitate change. But I think the truth of the matter is you're going to have a lot of people. You have a lot of people who are seeing the way the world is going. Um, you have a lot of people, you have a lot of the young generation, not the, not the Gen X. I don't know what generation they're calling it. Like there's, there's millennials, there's Gen Xers, Gen Xers. I don't know the generation, the generation before, before, or later, 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 but they're seeing and they're understanding and they're seeing the hurt and they're seeing the frustration and they're, they're, they're seeing things that they don't want to have to deal with. I'm praying that, you know, if we don't see the change that we spark the fire that starts to change. You know, it's just important that we don't give up the fight. And I think it's more important right now that we make sure that we exercise our right to vote. I think not voting um, in a particular in this particular election is just one of the worst things you can do. Not voting is almost as bad as just voting for Trump. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's almost just, it's almost just that egregious. Um, the fact that, you know, we've had ancestors who have fought and died uh, as, a, as a black man. We have ancestors who's fought and died for the opportunity to vote and to vote during situations like this where, you know, this, our world is dependent on it. I think we have a civil service. We have a civil, a civil uh, responsibility to do our part. Um, so there's a lot that needs to change. Obviously we could spend a whole nother podcast talking about that. Um, but what's important is that we continue the fight. We continue the conversation. We continue the movement. We don't allow people to take what, what what's happening and spin it the truth of the matter is you know it's not that it's not that us saying or anybody saying black lives matters means that no other lives matter that's not what anybody is saying what they're saying is that hey they matter too black lives matter and i think when people take the the political aspect of it or the this ideology that it's a movement that's not really helping or that you know we're looking at at black being supreme like that's that's not it we, we just want to be we, we just want to have a, a seat at the table we just want to be equal we just want to be able to do what we what we came to do you know we want our fair shot just like anybody else that's it so there's there's still a lot of work that needs to be done and we could go on and on and on and on but there you go. No, no, but, you know, couldn't have said it better <laughs> myself right there for you. Yeah. Once again, it's my good friend, TJ Johnson. I'll tell you what, you know, I want you back on the show as soon as you're able to. I know your schedule is, is very tough, but if you're able to squeeze a little bit of time, <laughs> 
I need you coming back on the show as soon as you're yes, able sir. to to talk the Lakers, uh, pop yes, culture sir. as always, and even more. But my friend, it's always a pleasure talking to you. And again, hopefully everybody out there will do their part in trying to go ahead and make this a better world. And it starts with your vote come November. Amen. Amen, brother. Appreciate it. Got it, my friend. Uh, I wish you well. Continued success to you. So happy that you're again part of Pop Culture Cosmos and, of course, right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.